Morning, church. Sheesh. I want to teach you one word today. Everyone use it. Umakaza. Sheesh. Makaza. Yeah, but doesn't stop us, eh? We are here. We thank God that we come here and get that for His name. Amen. Sheesh. I was actually thinking twice to wake up on my bed today. And then we actually made the funniest joke, me and my wife. We said we're going to send the message to everyone at the church and say, thank you, go and have the supper today. <laughs> so the church is not happening because Alan is not here. But no, that doesn't stop us. Eh? We are here together for his name. Isn't God good? So it's amazing. It's really, I really appreciate to have this opportunity again and share the word of God. It's my honor and I always have a desire to see people changing. And there was a time, actually, this couple of, I think two weeks ago, they, we always have a devotion, me and Val, in this office. We always come and encourage one another. Somehow I always minister to her, she ministered to me. So it's like... It's a church going on every day in our life. But I came back very, very not happy. Other day, we actually, I went to SARS. <laughs> yeah, SARS. How many like to go to SARS? No, no. <laughs> it's my first time. It was an experience. I've never been in SARS. I have no idea what is going on. So I had to go to SARS that day. I called SARS a uh, text. It's a Matthew's house. Because Matthew is a text collector, so you're going to Matthew's house every time. <laughs> so it, it was a greatest moment to go there. First of all, they want your money. <laughs> they want your money, and you don't like that. <laughs> you just want to protect your money with all means. But we've been taught last week about the finances, which was the greatest things. Everything that we have, it belongs to God. So we should give what is for God. Money must be something for the treasure. So just for my story to cut it short, I went there. And I get there. First of all, it was supposed to be 9 o'clock. They're opening at 9 o'clock. I'm there at 7 o'clock. <laughs> So I was rushing. So I thought, okay, Aish. The security says, sorry, sir. They're opening at 9 o'clock today. So I said, okay. I'm the second on the line. I went and get the coffee. I was the happiest man. I sit on the line. There were about four old ladies and just a couple of gentlemen on the line. So there's this lady sitting to me and say, you know, sir, I'm hoping to get something, the money, because I think you get refund from the medical aid. And she lost everything. His husband died, and now she's struggling. So she's just talking to me. And I, have, I don't know her, but just what I realize, God uses you wherever you go. I've just listened to the story of this old lady chatting to me, and telling me how she's struggling and everything. So 
I'm just sitting and waiting on the line and listening. And then it opened at 9 o'clock. And then off we go. And then, but they don't tell me. I said, Zolani, you actually supposed to say something to that lady. I was not even paying a forecast when she's saying something. So I, I, I leave it like that because now they're calling us as SARS. They say, come, come, come. And then they're giving us the numbers and everything. So I went to this lady. And then I told him, what is my story? First of all, I have no idea what I'm saying to this lady. Because I've never been in SARS. So she said, oh no, you don't know what you're doing. And then she just screamed at me. <laughs> then the whole thing. And then after that, she sit with me down there and said, no, come. I'll help you. And then as I was sitting down, she said, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. Are you a pastor? <laughs> Looking at me, I said, yes, ma'am, I'm a pastor. I said, you are too young to be a pastor. And I said, no, I'm not young to be a pastor. We start sharing now. I said, what, what, what church do you go to? I told him that I go to Sarepta Church. He said, what is Sarepta Church? As I told him it's in Gilead, and I told him my story, where I come from, and how I'm becoming a pastor at the church. She started paying forecasts and listening to my story. So she couldn't help me at the first time. She had an attitude, but she wanted to hear at the time. So I spoke to her, and then I was missing the idea for my wife. And the first time she said she doesn't want to give me an idea, she said, no, no, you're not going to collect the idea. But since I spoke to her, she said, no, it's fine, go and collect it. So as someone interrupting them, they said, no, 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 don't interrupt. Then I'm talking to him. So we chatted, and then we, she was a Christian. She goes to other church. There was this love. But I saw every time God used us everywhere we go. I did not like to go there. But there was a certain time where God used us everywhere. So I just want to encourage you, church. Even where we don't want to go, God is there. God sees the need. And so I went out. It was great. Sometimes my wife, she said, Hey, Zolani, your stories, they sound very lying. <laughs> I'm a pastor. Why would I lie? And the thing is this. We are not actually created the same. Whenever I go to people, I have a desire. I want to tell them who is Christ in them. That is one of the key as well, which is before I start going to my topic. This is, we need to know who we are in Christ. When we know who we are in Christ, we're not going to be ashamed to speak his gospel. Wherever we go, there's nothing we're going to stop us. We have a challenge sometimes in the society. I was actually standing and telling the ladies at the time, we're watching the news, we see these horrible things happening, the men murdering the women. We need to stop this as the society of men and standing up and say, men, this is not going to be happening in this country we are living. It's not a nice thing. And I see so many men defending themselves and they say, I'm not an abuser. But that's not true. We need to actually come up. We are not the abuser. But to stop that, we need to stand up for that and say, it's not happening again. It's really touched me as a church to see this happening 
and the guys are doing nothing about it. How it's going to stop if the gentlemen, they're not standing up and say, this is not happening again. So, church, I just want to encourage every man sitting here, we ask for forgiveness for those guys who have abused the woman. We ask for them in behalf. I am a man standing here. I said, I want a forgiveness to the ladies that we have abused them. Christ died for us on behalf of our sin. And he did not say that, no, I'm not going to die because you did not sin. He died for everyone. We want this in this society we live in. We want to see Christ living for everyone. So it really touched me as it is a Mother's Day today. I was very crying because I remember those moments where I used to battle with my uncle, fighting with my granny, and then I'm trying to be a giant because I want to defend my granny. It was not a nice thing. And my mom died when I was very young. And I had those memories again where she called me. She said, come, Zolani. I just want to hug you. And she called me Zola Badi. It's a nice name. Zolani means humble. We need to be humble in the Christ. We need to come as we are. And she said, you will grow and you're going to be a big man. I want to save people. I did not understand when I was young. <clears throat> but I remember those words. You must love your God with all your heart. Because of God. I knew when that moment happened, it builds up in you when you're young, but you don't realize it. And I just want to encourage, Alan, when he preached on Colossians 3, at the end, it says that as children, we need to honor our parents. Parents, we need to honor our children. We need one another. And she said that I saw my grandmother coming on the side and she pulled me. I could not understand what was going on. She says, well, let's just go outside. I went outside. In the village, when someone died, you see people screaming, all of them. And I knew that was the end of it.
but because she loved Christ. And she knew who she is in Christ. I know God was redeemed. As well, church. I just want to remind you today. We need to go back here. The weight is the thing that keeps us living. The weight is something that keeps us standing. We'll win the victory because there is a weight in our life. We had the ministry in Stockville, which I really appreciate to see some of them are here, even how cold is it. That's really amazing to see them changing in their lives. Realizing who Christ is. The Lord really rebuked me in these days where I was so frustrated about Stockville. I see people, they're not changing. I'm thinking, what's going on? And the Lord said, you're not doing it. I am the one doing it. Coastal reminded us other times that we are the down pipes. We got nothing to do. We are just coming here to give it to you. I'm not the one delivered in this message, but God is the one speaking to you. I must not take the victory because I have no victory. The victory is in him. How many pastors around we have now? We see in the news. Claiming about the gospel. And they said, come to Christ, everything will be okay. That's not true. You'll have this pleasure cars, you'll have this. That's not true. How are you with God? As the scripture, we're just going to go and read the scripture for today. I have this thing. I don't know how many of you see. How many know the GPS here? <laughs> Do you know what is the GPS first? <laughs> The GPS, when you put the address and the address tells you where to go. But if you don't actually listen to a GPS, you take other direction, the GPS tells you rerouting. It tells you. Actually, we went to Jobek other time with Brenda when we went to the conference. The only thing that you can survive there is to use a GPS in your bag. Otherwise, you will be lost. You will go and actually the fanciest thing in this GPS now, it's got this uh, helping you to take some greatest path and there's a traffic and this. So I want to actually stick on this as the topic. We need to reroute in the way what it says. There's a definition of rerouting. It says it is defined as the act of choosing a different path 
of living. We're choosing another direction of living. I just want to read the word. Psalms 119-105. It says, you, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. His word is a lamp to guide us. We cannot do anything without his words. When we're heading to a different direction, we come back here because the word is the path and it's guiding us. When you go for a GPS and say this, you must reroute. You don't say, no, you're talking something that is nonsense. I'm not going to listen to you. You listen to the direction and it gives you another weight. For us as Christians, this is the direction. We listen to his weight. We open James 1. James 1, verse 22. But do not listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word, do not obey it. It is like laying a face on a mirror. You see yourself walking away and forget what you look like. But if you are careful into a perfect law that sets you free, if you do not say it, do not forget it, heeding you, the God will bless you for doing it. How many times as Christians we open our Bible, we listen to the preach, but we come the same as we are? We need to listen to the word. We need to reroute again what the word says. God is speaking to us. We need to reroute in our families. How many of others here who do not speak to their brothers and sisters for that long time? I heard a friend of mine said it was the greatest thing to come and speak to my brother for after 21 years we never speak to each other but there was this rerouting again there was this reunion again of forgiveness how many times we are fighting one another that as in the church I'm better than you you are better than me and this is a time where we need to come back be the same and be one body. We need to work as a team. 
there's always a thing I like when we're talking about the team. We need to actually lift each other in this world. I really enjoy other time when Alan helped me here to raise up my hands as a team. There was someone next and someone. It was very easy praying for the Stockville ministry. I wish the team was there forever. I had challenges. And I and I will tell you, when we were planning it, it was, oh, it's nice, it was nice, everything, it's going to be okay. But the enemy knew that there's something going to happen there. The enemy did not like it. But because we're serving the greatest God, nothing stopped us doing it. Would I do it again? Yes. And there was a day, actually, I had to go and prepare because I used to face the worshippers on that worship time for Stockville ministry. I go home and I'm rushing. I want to change. I wanna, I'm rushing. It's like you rush when you do that. It's like you are busy. And then I, in my driveway to go home, it's steep down. I reverse every time. I'm like a professor of reversing now. I reverse like I'm a coolest oak. Like, but that day, I don't know what happened. I went, smashed the water. You know the meter? The meter thing for the water. Boom! On my car. There was a water coming out. Like mad. And this meantime, I know David is going to scream at me. Eh? He got nothing to do with water. He likes to save water. So when there's a water coming out, it's a problem. So <laughs> there's my wife there. I'm like, hey, should I tell David? <laughs> and my wife said, no, 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 I'm, I'm not in that business. You're on your own. And I'm late. And the church is supposed to be starting down in Stockville about 5 o'clock. So what must I do? And my wife said, bye, drop me. You're on your own. So now I'm trying to stop that water. And that water is pressing over me. And I'm nice dressed now. You know? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, Lord. And there's the thing saying, no, no, don't tell David. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Just go and close that and leave. And then I asked my wife again. I said, should I go and tell David? And my wife said, you know what? Do the right thing. Hey, I was brave. <laughs> I went down. I said, David... <laughs> He's got his cup of coffee. He's busy. I said, I drove to your meter and there's a water flashing. He left the cup of coffee and then he ran. <laughs> and I knew that I have to follow him. Eh? <laughs> he got nothing to say to me. Off he go. <laughs> and then he got there. So as he got there, he went. And then we're all trying to fix the water. 
And then I said, David, I'm leaving you. He said, hey, you're not going to leave. <laughs> Let's sort this out. And I see the time is going. I said, David, come on. And they said, no, no, let's sort this out. I was wet. And it was the cold weather like this. So I jumped in the car. And then we finished putting the thing. But as I was so cold, the Lord spoke to me. I said this, it's nothing going to stop you. I actually pour with water to you. So you go there and minister to others. So I had wet clothes. I had to hug everyone with the wet clothes. (laughs) But those are small things that's stopping us to stepping in. And we think, oh no, the enemy is putting me down. But we need to actually say, I'm not going to stop by this. I'm still going to do the works of the Lord. So I offer go, and I was like, not a happiest boy, but... At the end, it was the greatest ministry we have from that time. There were so many things that there were obstacles, but we see the hands of the Lord. Because the hands of the Lord will want, the devil wants to destroy, distract you when you've got something good for God. He will keep you busy and he will want to actually interrupt you. Let's not be like that. We need to say, God, you've chosen me. I want to focus what you have selected to me. Actually, I want to read Philippians 4, the whole actually in our bulletins. Verse 4 to 9. Who wants to jabula here? How many of you want to rejoice? I want to rejoice in the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to jabula in the Lord. Always be full of joy in the Lord. And say it again. It's actually a New Living translation. I don't know with that one. (laughs) Let everyone see that you are counted in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. How many of us here who are worried about things? I don't want to be worried about things. I want to pray. When I'm praying to God, it's not my business anymore. I want to take it to him. We are worried about things that we're not going to solve it anymore. We are worried about some stuff that pulling us in loving Jesus Christ. We need to give it to him. He's the one who will conquer everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is is far more wonderful than a human mind that can understand. His peace will guard you, your heart, 
and mind as you live in Christ, Jesus. And now, dear friend, let me say more one thing as close this letter. Fix through your thoughts for what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and loving and honorable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy to praise Him. Keep putting into practice all you learn from me and hear from me and saw me doing. And be, and the God of peace will be with you. In verse 8, we're all struggling with negative thinking of times. It is a common battle. And that's why it is important for us to recognize the negative thought and part and learn how to reroute again in that thought. We have been reminded here when we have challenges, we need to rerouting the negative thoughts. We need to think back again. There is someone who is under control. There is someone who is in charge. I always say to Alan around here, I'm so happy that I'm not a senior pastor. Everything is your problem. You know how that feels to go to Jesus as well and say, Lord, it's not my business. It's your business. Take care for it. I'm fine. You feel free. Have you seen the boss coming to the office and say, do this, do this, do this? Done. It's not his. He comes again. This is what God, God actually has chosen us just to love people. That's it. There's no more than anything in this life we are living. We need to love one another as Christ has loved us as a church. Just to go back as well, Joe Morris spoken about rerouting. We need to reroute as well in our finances. It's not our problem. God has got it under in control. He's the one who knows our needs. When we come to him and ask it, he's the one that will provide. What's stopping me loving him? Is it me worried about the finances? Or is it me loving him how great he is in my life? I just want to end up with 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse 16. We are reminded again here. Be joyful. Always pray. We've been told again. The only way we can communicate with God is praying. We've been reminded again to be joyful. Continue giving thanks all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put on your spirit out the fire, the spirit fire. 
So, we want to walk in the matter of knowing that we should be joyful all the time. We want to know when things are not right. We need to go back and ask the Lord to forgive us where we don't know what to do. We struggle. We don't know what the situation we are facing. He's the one that will come and take all our burdens. I want to be Jabula all the time. I want to rejoice. Jonathan says, when someone comes, and said, for me to die today is not a problem. Lord, give me some couple of time. I want to raise up my kids <laughs> first. But I want to rejoice that moment. I want to see the Lord on hands. It's not sometimes there's obstacles, but I know there's my Savior who is the one who will take care of all my needs, who will take care of all my worries. And I just want to close in prayer. And we need to pray for our families. Pray for our marriages. Pray for the parents. And we pray for this country as well. That the Lord may reroute this country into His ways again. We're not gonna go anywhere, except if we don't wanna obey what God is saying to us. The only way is to reroute in what the Lord is saying. Our families, our marriages, everything that we found in it in this life so busy. It's the only Lord knows about it. So, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we know that you speak in your words that we should rejoice in you. Lord, we want to give everything that is a challenge in our lives that keep us stopping loving you. Lord, we want to see you more. Lord, we pray, we ask forgiveness where we actually forget that we need to change and redirect ourselves back to your word again. Lord, I pray that the word is not just something that is not to be used, but it's a tool for us that is equipping us how to live in your name. Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters I even pray those who doesn't know you, that they may know you from your word. I pray for this country. I pray for the things that we don't have the answer and the solution. Lord, we want to give it to you this morning. Lord, you know what are we struggling in this country. We know what are we struggling in our families. Lord, you said you know each and every man's hair. What can stop you knowing those little problems we are facing in our life? So we commit to you, Jesus Christ, that take over. And Lord, we want to thank you for the love that you showed us. 
We want to thank you that you are a greatest father in everything. So, Lord, I want to thank you for this family. I want to thank individual of everyone who's here. And, Lord, we want to lift you higher in this morning. What a wonderful God we serve. Jesus, there's nothing more than you. So, Baba, we thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I invite you today. I ask you, those who are not well as well in their body, with their souls, I ask you, Lord, to touch them in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word taking us to grow. Lord, I want to grow in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.